You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. Malicious packages are found attached to NuGet. Russia will establish its own substitute for virus total. Commodity tools empower low-grade Russian cyber criminals. Malware meal kits and other notes from the cyber underground. Insights from a cybersecurity workforce study. Mr. Security Answer Person John Pescatori looks at MFA. Drew Rose from Living Security on the very scary human side of cyber attacks. And more details from President Biden's executive order on artificial intelligence. I'm Dave Bittner with your CyberWire Intel briefing for a very spooky Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Researchers at Reversing Labs have discovered several hundred malicious packages published to the NuGet Package Manager since the beginning of August. The researchers note, these packages employed an unusual code execution technique that's worth mentioning. Most of the malware published to the NuGet repository places malicious code inside the initialization and post-installation PowerShell scripts. These packages use a different approach with the malicious functionality placed inside the package ID.targets file in the build directory. Reversing Labs adds, Based on our research, this is the first known example of malware published to the NuGet repository exploiting this inline tasks feature to execute malware. The NuGet security team has since removed the malicious packages. The record reports that Russia is in the process of establishing a free security package for Internet users called Multi-Scanner. The project will be prototyped this year, further development in 2024, and released in finished form during 2025. According to Deputy Minister of Digital Development, Communications and Mass Communication Alexander Shoitov, it will perform all the functions of VirusTotal and then some. Replacement of virus total, however, is a principal goal of the program. Russian authorities regard virus total as a security risk. The record explains similarly to virus total, the service would ultimately not only remotely check files and links using static analysis, but also conduct behavioral analysis on the suspected malware in virtual controlled sandbox environments. Multi scanner serves at least two purposes. First, it affords a degree of independence from Western tools that might be yanked under sanctions. And second, Moscow is convinced NSA and other dark forces are doing all sorts of stuff with the code in VirusTotal, 
and so it's better to steer clear of it altogether. If anyone's going to be abusing a security tool, gosh darn it, it's going to be patriots in the aquarium and not those big-haired Baltimore Huns over at Fort Meade. Kapyachka is a commodity tool that enables criminals to create large numbers of fake social media accounts. It enables its users to bypass requirements that accounts be associated with unique email addresses and phone numbers. Active since 2019, Kapyachka, the record reports, has enabled creation of fraudulent accounts in Facebook, X, Discord, Telegram, and Roblox. The name itself, Kapachka, means little penny. It's the diminutive, affectionate, familiar form of Kopek, the smallest Russian coin. No languages are as rich in diminutives as the Slavic languages, and these terms of endearment turn up in surprising places. Trend Micro, whose researchers have investigated the criminal service, says Kapyachka does not provide access to email inboxes, but it provides access to emails received from social media platforms. The service has been designed so that the mailbox account is still controlled by Kapyachka and not by any third-party user. The study adds, We suspect that these email addresses are either created by Kapyachka actors themselves or possibly compromised email inboxes, as we've previously seen these actors post messages in underground communities' compromised email threads. Kapyachka also purchases email accounts. The service is actively hawked in criminal-to-criminal online markets, and it's supported with user-friendly training and customer service. It's also cheap, with bogus or ripped-off email addresses available for pennies, not dollars. Given Russophone criminal gangs' closeness to Russian intelligence and security services, Kapyachka can be expected to turn up in state-sponsored attacks. Other commodity criminal tools, these not necessarily Russian, offer turnkey malware to the unskilled bad actor or to more business-like operators interested in saving through outsourcing. HP's Wolf Security Threat Insights report for the third quarter of 2023 looks at trends in cybercriminal marketplaces, finding that crooks are peddling prepackaged malware meal kits that allow unskilled criminals to carry out sophisticated attacks. Alex Holland, senior malware analyst in the HP Wolf Security Threat Research team, explained, Instead of creating their own tools, low-level cybercriminals can access kits that use living-off-the-land tactics. These stealthy in-memory attacks are often harder to detect due to security tool exclusions for admin use like automation. The report makes particular note of two campaigns. One, a VJ worm campaign that executes multi-stage attacks, employs a 10-year-old Houdini worm and living-off-the-land tactics to remain hidden. The other is a parallax remote-access Trojan campaign that runs two threads when a user opens the bait. One thread opens a file, the other runs the malware. Wolf Security calls this a Jekyll and Hyde attack. The connection between the threads may not be obvious and the victims may not recognize that they're under attack at all. The report also found that criminals frequently scam each other, offering fake, malicious versions of popular commodity malware strains. For a sense for what the malware costs in the C2C market, note that a parallax meal kit can be rented for just $65 a month. It's not a single-score, big-payoff trade. The proprietor's secret would seem to be the proverbial volume, just like Crazy Eddie. 
ISC Squared has published its Cyber Workforce Study of 2023, finding that the global cybersecurity workforce has reached 5.5 million people, an 8.7% increase from 2022, representing 440,000 new jobs. Despite this increase, the cybersecurity workforce gap has reached a record high, with 4 million professionals needed to adequately safeguard digital assets. 92% of respondents said their organizations have cybersecurity skills gaps, particularly in cloud computing security, artificial intelligence and machine learning, and zero-trust implementation. So the gaps continue, even as demand for workers remains high. And finally, the White House has made the full text of President Biden's executive order on the safe, secure, and trustworthy development and use of artificial intelligence available. It's a long document, rich in taskings and deadlines, that the previously released fact sheet gives summary treatment. All connoisseurs of agency deadlines can get a full helping in the briefing room at whitehouse.gov. Coming up after the break, Mr. Security Answer Person John Pescatori looks at MFA. Drew Rose from Living Security on the very scary human side of cyber attacks. Stay with us. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Security answer person. Mr. Security answer person. Hi, I'm John Pescatori, Mr. Security answer person. 
Today's question, if multi-factor authentication is going to be such a dramatic raising of the bar in cybersecurity, why am I reading about so many attacks succeeding today, even though MFA was in use? You know, when I was a kid, we had a fence around our backyard that kept our Cocker Spaniel in just fine. Then my dad brought home what today we would call a rescue dog, a German shepherd that was not used to being treated kindly and who really, really wanted to escape. That dog immediately dug under the fence, so we had to dig out a long trench under the fence and fill it with gravel to stop its digging. But then the German shepherd just jumped over the fence, so we made the fence higher and all was good. Until I forgot to latch the gate and that dog got out and was never seen again. Thanks for listening. Oh, wait a minute. You don't think I answered your question yet? Okay, how about this? Multi-factor authentication is like that fence. Those attacks that succeeded against MFA took advantage of MFA not being done right or the gate being left open to go around multi-factor authentication. Look, just about anything is more secure than even the longest, most random password. SMS text messages for MFA did greatly raise the bar against phishing but are still vulnerable to man-in-the-middle attacks as well as bypass attacks. Passkeys implementing FIDO2 and WebAuthn standards are way more secure, but misconfigurations are still possible. Most of the recent successful attacks against MFA have not broken it. They have gone after backup processes that have to be in place for when a user can't log in with the MFA solution. These are generally called MFA bypass attacks and can range from tricking a cell service carrier into approving a SIM swap on a registered mobile number to the attacker's device, using generative AI tools to leave deepfake audio and or video messages to fool help desks into giving the attacker access. When you move to MFA, and it should be when, not if, make sure penetration testing is done before rollout and check those backup processes as well. Update your security awareness training to cover attacks against the form of MFA you have in use. Multi-factor authentication does have a lot of moving parts. It is not at all that hard to do well, but definitely easy to do badly. None of these bypass attacks should be used as any kind of excuse to delay moving to MFA. Replacing reusable passwords with strong authentication has been shown to thwart 99.9% of phishing attacks. However, if you could focus your existing resources on just that remaining 0.1%, just think how much you could reduce your time to detect, time to respond, and time to restore metrics. And maybe, just maybe, you could actually use existing resources to make gains in other areas, such as encrypting stored data so that a breach caused much less or even zero financial impact, or maybe improving your team's threat hunting skills to more quickly detect the next zero-day-based attack. Strong authentication is not going to put skilled security people out of work, and it may very well get us out of the constant need to ask for more resources. For a while, anyway. Mr. Security Answer Person. Thanks for listening. I'm John Pescatori, Mr. Security Answer Person. Mr. Security Answer Person. Mr. Security Answer Person with John Pescatori airs the last Tuesday of each month right here on the CyberWire. Send your questions for Mr. Security Answer Person to questions at thecyberwire.com.
Drew Rose is co-founder of the human risk quantification firm Living Security and also a former offensive cyber military analyst. I caught up with him on this special Halloween day to talk about some of the scariest attacks on humans. I think there's a lot to be scared of. Um, I think, you know, Halloween being tomorrow uh, doesn't increase my my concern, but it's uh, it's definitely uh, fun to think about how Halloween could impact the, the different threats out there. So some of the things that I'm most scared of, I'm scared of overconfident end users. Uh, so I'm scared of people hmm. that think they are really great in technology and they don't ever make mistakes, and they have nothing to worry about. Uh, I'm scared that they are going to download a spooky sound app on their phone, that, and they give it uh, way too many permissions than are necessary, uh, and that application somehow impedes the integrity of their organization, the, the people that they work for. Uh, that's definitely one of them. Can we talk some about things like uh, cyber hygiene, you know, folks who... Uh, are a little too confident when it comes to managing their passwords? Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, people mostly, not just in cybersecurity, but in all areas of life, they try to take the easier way out, right? They want to do something that is most efficient when it comes to their thought process. So when it comes to password hygiene, it, it doesn't surprise me that people kind of hook on to um, either using the same password over and over and over again, or maybe the same theme of passwords. And now using the same theme of passwords is obviously uh, a little bit more secure than using the same exact password. Uh, but let's say your password is uh, a scary movie title, uh, The Hills Have Eyes or Child's Play, mm. uh, one, two. If a bad guy is able to pick up on that pattern, uh, they can start cycling through a brute force list of all scary movie <laughs> titles and maybe potentially able to force into other uh, applications that um, that person is using, um, which is you know why we recommend obviously using a password manager where you can uh, create one long, strong, um, easy to remember password uh, where to access uh, the manager, but every other password held within, is so complicated and complex and 30 characters or more um, that they're, you know, I would say impossible, but very close to impossible to crack uh, unless they gain access to that password manager. What about the the scary, frustrating thing that makes me scream sometimes, which is, uh, you know, when I'm trying to just get my work done and, and suddenly I have to deal with some sort of security issue, I have to go you know, fetch my hardware key or... Uh, some some other roadblock that gets in my way. Yeah, so when it comes to the friction that cybersecurity is, you know, gets in the way of, of your day-to-day job, you have to think about what the potential outcome could be if that friction wasn't in place, right? Like if you decided not to wear your seatbelt, you clearly know that if you get in a car accident, you could fly through your windshield and there could be lots of injuries In the cybersecurity world, if you bypass these security protocols that slow you down, think about what that could mean for your company or for yourself, right? Uh, You could lose hours and hours of potential productivity trying to 
uh, remediate your credit card or your your a bank account being hacked and your money being taken or credit cards being taken out using your social security number for your business could let a ransomware group into your organization. Now, not only are you losing on productivity time, but you're also losing on the potential payout, right? And and what does that mean for uh, for that organization's reputation? You know, if you look at the one of the more recent ones, MGM. I mean, you're into the hundreds of millions in, in total losses due to a simple social engineering attack where a better approach would have been to trust but verify. Somebody calls you from the help desk, you know, you don't just outright believe them. Call them back on a number that you know, a number that's in your directory. Uh, mm. Take that time because, yes, uh, you may lose a couple minutes in doing that trust but verify exercise, but look what you potentially could be saving from a uh, an intrusion and incident perspective. Right, the call is coming from inside the house, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at, at Living Security, your firm, where you all focus on human risk quantification, um, you know, I'm curious, what sort of um, misunderstandings do you find people have? Are, are there things that they believe that are so that it simply aren't? I think one of the greatest misunderstandings in our industry is, is that people are the weakest link and that they are useless when it comes to the uh, protecting their organizations and exhibiting uh, positive uh, security hygiene. Uh, I think the problem that we've had over the last 10 years is we've tried to teach people in mass, you know, when, it, when I say in mass, I mean using the same type of, of distribution, whether that's a video or some type of PowerPoint slides. We try to teach them about very complicated and complex types of attacks. And we talk to them in, in very strong generalities. Uh, and we really don't try to bring home, like, what does that mean for you as a person and for your role in a company? And so, you know, at Living Security, what we believe in is, is being able to identify and isolate different groups of users that are risky for specific areas. And then how do we intervene in a way that makes sense to them? You know, we want to talk to an accountant like an accountant not just like an employee of a 50,000-person company. An accountant will know if their computer gets breached or, or um, taken over, what that means for their team and for the organization. While a customer support agent may not know the same impact for that finance person. Uh, and so really getting uh, very specific and intentional on, on who we are trying to train and for what reason, and focusing on behaviors instead of the uh, instead of focusing on um, just the theory, like what is ransomware? What is phishing? It's like, how do you properly, uh, what do we expect when you get a potential phishing email? What do we expect if you think your computer is running slow? Like how do, we, how do we really get our end users to feel empowered to make a decision, which may just mean asking for help? Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that uh, organizations should be focusing on. All right. Well, Drew Rose is co-founder of the human risk quantification firm Living Security. He's also a former offensive cyber military analyst. Drew, thanks so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on the show um, and happy Halloween to everybody. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. 
proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at cyberwire at n2k.com. Your feedback helps us ensure we're delivering the information and insights that help keep you a step ahead in the rapidly changing world of cybersecurity. We're privileged that N2K and podcasts like The CyberWire are part of the daily intelligence routine of many of the most influential leaders and operators in the public and private sector, as well as the critical security teams supporting the Fortune 500 and many of the world's preeminent intelligence and law enforcement agencies. N2K Strategic Workforce Intelligence optimizes the value of your biggest investment, your people. We make you smarter about your team while making your team smarter. Learn more at n2k.com. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Trey Hester with original music by Elliot Peltzman. The show was written by our editorial staff. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Fittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Listeners, we're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey and share your feedback now. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire.